Hello folks, welcome to the broadcast. John Saxford here, Revival Now. Um, just been, just been spending some time in the Lord this morning. I was talking to him, you know, and just getting some things straightened out, you know. Sometimes you just got to talk with the Lord and just straighten things. I mean, just get stuff off your chest that's been really been weighing on you, you know. And there's been things that, that I, he was been putting on my heart to do, you know. Eventually, in the near future, I'm looking into re to, to expand this thing out. Find a facility to put this thing, this whole studio in. Have a studio audience at and have a nice set stage set up with worship team, coffee shop. You know, people can sit and fellowship. People can dine. Have 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 provide food there for food. You know. Like hot dogs, bratwurst, hamburgers, French fries, stuff like that. Have a full menu, you know. Good to dream. You know, the good that what God puts in us, you know. You know, don't ever despise dreams. You know, that, that's just one thing that God's given us. It's a God-given gift. Is be able to dream and be able to see things bigger than what they really are. And to see things beyond where, where you're at, that's 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 what he that's why that's what he put in us. That's our nat that's the nature of God in us. Amen. I mean, I want look we put in a nice place where kids where the youth can come. You know, put a nice arcade in there where the youth can come at all hours of the day. Have a place where youth can sit there and you know they can sit there and they can get on the internet. They can sit there and they can not not bad internet, but there'll be uh, an internet there to be for them to provide with, like a computer lab to be provided for them, and you just go in there and they can hang with their friends, they can play games at the arcade, what have you, you know, our youth need, need, need a place, needs a place to come to. There's not many places for them. I mean, that's why they're all in drugs and in the gangs and stuff, because there's really no place they belong in. You know, just have a big old facility. I want to have a place where I can put antique, put a few antique cars in. You know, jack, her, jack that baby out good. Amen? Good to be with you this afternoon. We're going to get into the Word of God. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, verse 30, verse 42. Acts 2, 42. Mark this in here so I know where I'm, where I'm going. God's been given God's given me this thing called breakout. It's about all of, it's about everyone being used of ministry. The God God's called every born again believer into the full time ministry. I want to talk to you about the importance of going to church. The importance of the, the how, becoming, coming into the house of God. 
how important is it that we come in and, and assemble each other, interact with one another, connect together, talk with one another, and, and, and just feed off each other and, and encourage each other, you know, that, that this is not, the church is not designed for what people think of us for. Church is designed for fellowship. Church is designed to equip. The church is is designed to build up each at one another. Church is designed for discipleship. I mean, correction, exhortation. The church was created for for the work for the work of ministry, and to mobilize the entire body of Christ, and to bring all men into into salvation. Amen. Go with me to Acts chapter two, verse forty-two. And I'm going to start reading. And they devoted themselves to to the to the apostles, teaching and fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And the awe of came upon everyone, every soul upon everyone, soul and many wonders, signs were being done through the through the apostles and all who believed. Were together, and all the who believed were together, and had and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need, and any did it and and day by day attending the in the temple together, breaking bread in their homes and receiving their food with glad <coughs> sorry with glad and generous hearts praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to their number day by day whose were being saved this is where I'm this is where I'm going to come about We have an we have a generation on our hands that is craving revelation, that is craving demonstration, demonstration, ooh, demonstration. What's the other one? Manifestation and multiplication. We've it's about multiplying. This this is about this. The, the whole ordeal of people just coming to church and just sitting there and just sitting there in the pews and then just getting up and leaving is not what it's all about. It's about multiplying ourselves, multiplying us, bringing more people in. It's about bringing salvation. It's about bringing people to salvation, bringing people to, to the knowledge of Christ, getting people discipled. Talking to each other, building one another up with the word of the Lord. I mean, today's church—it's—it's it's totally, it's totally opposite of what the Bible tells us what church is. Today we've got churches who—it's about you can have the most about getting the most expensive things. Uh, um, having if you if in order to be a church, you got to be have the most campuses of all, and you got to have all this stuff. It's really not needed. I mean, there's so much waste in the body of Christ. I mean, seriously, some of the stuff that they come up with is just beyond me. You know, 
having secular rock concerts at church to, in order to bring people in and, and, and have, have, have been, having people get up and get saved. I'm thinking, really? I mean, I've seen that. One church had a secular rock concert. Yeah, brought in some demonic band that was worshiping, that was doing all that. And just because one of the front, because the front man of the, 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 the group, whatever you want to call it, proclaimed to get, that he got saved, he sits up there and starts, 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 I mean, I'm not against evangelism, but sometimes you got to do something in a different manner. You cannot sit there and entertain the enemy the whole night and thinking the anointing's going to move. It's either you're all the way in one kingdom or you're all the way in the other. I mean, seriously, this is this is this is the games have got to stop. I mean, pastors are playing too many games. People in the church think it's about having the best thing, having the best this, having the better that. You couldn't afford what I have. That kind of mentality. That isn't what that isn't what the, the church is set up for. I mean, we've we've got to come to the, come to this point where we're where we're not using the church about ourselves. I mean, I'm am serious. I mean, I've seen people. I mean, there's people that they come to church. You 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 question. You, you just look at them. You're like, what? Why are you even here? Go to a, go to a bar. You know, you want to do this. I mean, there's been. I mean, there was times where I remember years ago there was. I was seeing this this this. There was this there was this person that I was 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 interested in, and thank God that God spared me from it, because this person that that, that she that I was seeing she was just kind of kind of holding me at arm's length because when I came to find it out later she was surfing church surfing for guys and then going up and getting with these guys for money, and she was also I mean it was just it was so demonic it was it was stuff she was doing. I mean, I just, I'm just thinking, thank God I didn't wind up with her, you know. I wound up with the prize. That's my wife. I mean, I mean, you, you can't just sit there and use the house of God for your own benefit. Too many people using the house of God for their own benefit. I mean, well, you can't just, I mean, I mean it's just still the same thing. I remember seeing these guys that was in these, that, came around the singles and they were just surf you can tell what that, that they were kind of odd because they weren't getting engaged with the worship the anointing was power good and powerful the prep the pastor was laying on their hand laying hands on her and you could just sit there and see them because they'd come in after the towards the end of the service and they're up there like this and they're just looking around you can just tell they were out there they're fishing you know, finding the first, seeing if they can pick where, where they, what, what fresh meat they can pick up. Finally, one day I sat there and I said, I looked at them, I said, you guys need to get saved. I said, you serious? And they looked at me like I was something, there was something wrong with me. And I just sat there and I said, are you, you guys, I said, you didn't, I didn't stutter. You need to get saved. This is not, this is not a place for you. These women are hurting. They, they need to come here for help and rescue from the Lord. And they do not need a shark like you. Coming into the river of God, eating up and devouring them. They're not for you to devour. Go, go over, go somewhere else and do this. But you ain't doing this in the house of this house of God. I know it probably wasn't my place to say, but I took it anyway. You know, 
We've got we've, we've, we've got to get out of this mentality that we're entitled to what we want. I mean, the churches, the churches got, got there's churches that are, they're not even preaching about the Holy Spirit. They don't want to offend nobody. They don't want to offend nobody, so we don't going to preach about the Holy Spirit. And you wonder why half the congregation members are living in sin, getting drunk, going to parties. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, this is not what the church is designed for. If your if that church is not preaching signs, wonder is not preaching and bringing in salvation. You have signs, wonders following. Get out of it. If there's not miracles happening, there's not people getting saved. People people are just using it for a social club. Get out of it. It's not a church. It's a social gathering. The church is about building each other up. I mean, you throughout the throughout the, Jesus did Jesus didn't die on the church cross. So we can just get saved and it's all there is to it. We can go out and do whatever we want, get drunk, get stoned, get high, get, I mean, get emaciated. Jesus didn't die for that. Jesus died so we can multiply his kingdom. The importance of going to church is that we come together. We come together in, in one accord and we gather in to worship, to, to bring down the Holy Spirit. That way we take what, what happens in that church and we take it out into the community. You are you operate in your full-time call. When you're born again, it's a full-time calling. It's a full-time call to minister. You become ordained to minister the minute you give your life to Christ. Because you sign away every right to your own life. You give away all your rights. You, you, there's no... There's no you, you give away all your entitlement. The things you think you're entitled to, you're not. We're not entitled to anything. The only thing, we don't want what we're entitled to, for one. My pastor taught me that years ago. Pastor Rick Shelton taught me that years ago. Nobody's entitled to what they, nobody, nobody wants what they're entitled to. This is not about what, what, what they feel, what they, what they want, and how they want to hear it, and how they want to hear the worship. And how they, it's, it's not up to us. You sacrifice all your wants and needs. All that goes bye-bye. That's the problem in the church. We got too many people that has this, this, this mentality, this, this liberal mentality that it's my rights to do, that I, I, could, I, can, I could just live the way I want and I could still be saying no. Jesus, the, the, Jesus said in Revelation, you neither hot, nor cold, you're lukewarm, so so I steal you out of my house. In other words, it's religion. Religion's full of that. I mean, we've we've gotten too many times. There's too many times that we've gotten in in the church. We're getting people. There's the churches that aren't even producing anything. They're just existing. Well, I don't want to do. I don't want to hold Sunday service. I don't want to do that. I mean, we don't believe we don't believe in this. There's churches that don't even that, that, that think that thinks it's sinful to, to preach on Sundays. Seriously, I mean, stupid stuff. I mean, some of these youth pastors need to get saved too. Out there playing, letting letting. Kids access to get letting kids walk, come over and invite this one youth pastor. I never remember. 
he had kids coming over to his house and he and he was showing pornography to them, letting them watch porn. Seriously, let them watch porn. I mean, stuff like that. They need to get saved. I mean, you're either in the kingdom or you're out of the kingdom. And he, and he's lukewarm, and he's and pet. You can't. And, and another thing, you can't have one foot on the bank and another foot in the river. You got to be all the way under, or you got to be all the way out. There's no in between anymore. The days of people playing games has got to stop. The day the way we go to church has got to change. What does it mean to go to church to you? What do you go to church for? What are you there to do when you go to church? Are you there to serve and sacrifice yourself? Or are you there to build, toot your own horn? Ministry is not about tooting your own horn either. It's about what you're laying down for yourself so, for the sake of others. I do this broadcast for the sake of others. I have other things I could be doing with my time, but God, I devote my time to this. Because I'm putting God first. It's time Christians be. It's time people in the church need to put God first. Commandment, the first commandment says, I am the Lord, the God, you worship me alone. I mean, when you get, he comes first, he's number one. God's number one in all things. Amen. This is not about putting ourselves first. It's not about what we want. All our opinions and our hopes dreams, desires, was crucified on that cross the day you gave your life to the Lord. It crucified it. It means it doesn't exist anymore. Yes, as far as, the, as far as from the east is to the west, it's gone. You feel something differently about it, get on your knees. You want something bad enough, get on your knees. A lot of Christians think that they're just they're 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 that they're entitled to all this stuff that got to do with I don't know how to say it, just social life. Oh, well, it's just all about being social. It's not. It did it yet. There is something about social. There's fellowship. There's difference. There's a difference there between fellowship with other believers and socializing. Socializing. Socializing is telling each other what you want to hear. Socializing is not allowing anybody else to come in your circle. Fellowship is coming together to learn how to bring more people into our circle so we can build our circle bigger and bigger and bigger and keep build, building that circle until all the pieces that are missing from the circle are in that circle and we can all go home. Jesus comforts us and he's on and we can all go home. That's what that, that's what that, that's the difference between socialism Socialize, don't let nobody in, and it locks in, and they, they, they think they, they run a tight ship, and they think that they got it's they can't let anybody in because if they let anybody in, everybody's going to know all their dirty secrets. Fellowship is about coming together and, and encouraging each other's change in their lives, getting building each other up, structuring each other in the Word of God, discipling each other. There's a big difference there between fellowship and in, in socialism, socialize, socializing, I should say. There's a big difference there. I mean, it's it's just a, it's 
We go to church because we have to, we, we, for one, we, we put God first. Two, we, we come there to worship. We give praise. Second, we come to worship. We give an offer. We give our offerings. Three, fourth, we come in to be instructed by the word of God and to be built up. It's time for people to get hungry for the things of God again. It was here in the 90s and it went away. Because people got people refused to get hungry. People refused to stay hungry. They got full and they just threw it off to the side. Instead of pouring it out because they kept it all in for themselves. They thought, oh, it's just this is all for me. I've, I've experienced the presence of God. I've experienced the power of God manifesting in me. So I'm just going to keep it all to myself and not give it away. What happens? We wind up with a whole generation that's not even encountering God at all. And I mean, I'm, I'm serious. People, I hear people all the time, well, it's just not the way it used to be. Church ain't what they used to be. It's because you you wouldn't let nobody else in. You, 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 you became a, so, you made it all about a social circle. That fellowship circle is where, you're, where it's at. You're just taking your fellowship and your assembly of others and other believers who build each other up. Forsake not the assembly of others. Coming together on Sunday, talking to the other believers and then encouraging each other in the word, praying for each other, helping each other advance this kingdom. I mean, we're not existing. We don't exist. The church does not exist for it to be about ourselves. This is all about him. This whole thing, this is all about him. This is all about souls coming to the kingdom. This is all people, people all about people's lives being changed. People's, people's relationships being mended. Um, this is all about healing. This is all about miracles, signs, and wonders. This is all put, I put, we built this, I built, God put this on me to build this, and I'm doing this as a, everything that I, about me that I am, I'm laying it all down before him. All my love, all my desires, all my hopes, my dreams, and everything is all about, was all laid down so I could serve him. I wanted to be something totally different than this, you know. If you all know, I grew up in construction. I grew up in round trucking. You know, I was working with my dad, but God pulled me away. Things happened with my health, and God was able to pull me away and make, get me focused on this. Amen? I mean, it's, I'm not trying to, like I'm saying, I'm not trying to sit here and bash people. I'm here because I want people to win. I want people to, to advance the kingdom of God. It's time we take, we take authority, take our authority. The church rises up takes our authority and inhabits this world, inhabits the, the entire world, every nation, tongue, and tribe. We get out and do the work of ministry. Anybody can sit in a church pew. I could take a rotten, foul sinner and put him in a church pew. You could take a pig. You dress him up in a tuxedo and walk him into church. That pig is no more a pig than, than he, sitting there than he was in that pig pen. Just because he's got a high dollar Armani suit tux on, wearing a Rolex watch around one of his paws, 
And it's got an ear piercing. He's got sunglasses. It's got all the works. That pig's still a pig. That pig's still going to wall, waller in the mud. And that pig's still unclean. I mean, just being honest. Anybody, like I said, anybody could fill a, fill a church pew. Sit in a church pew. There's plenty of church pews and bars that they're using for seating. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get technical about it, serious, I've seen one. It was in a bar, sports bar. They had church pews. Ends of church pews cut off. And they were all, they were all around, they were all up in the, the seating to the booths in some sports bar I went to. And people say, what are you doing at a bar if you're a preacher? Easy eating food. They got good food. I'm going to eat it. You know. Was I served when I was I drinking alcohol? No, I wasn't drinking alcohol. What was I doing? I was fellowshipping. I was building, I was getting to know who other people are. Talking to people, being polite to my waitress, finding out, asking about her life, getting to know who she is. Her husband, her husband was in a terrible. I mean, it wound up it wound up being a ministry opportunity because I wound up getting to go over to her home and pray for her husband. Her husband was in a serious motorcycle accident. Crushed his ribs and crushed, broke both arms. And this was before we were married, babe. My wife married. It was before we were married. So this don't even go, don't even go there. It was back, I think it was probably around maybe, I want to say 2001, two, 2001, I was in Tampa at the time. But it was a great, it wound up being a great ministry opportunity. And I wound up inviting the church and it wound up coming to the river. They came a couple Sundays, whether they stayed there and got, they got, stayed became members or went to another church. It's not in my hands. It's, it's my, my, I, I sowed the seed. Amen. I so I planted the seed. It's God's job to grow it. Too many Christians are out trying to grow the seeds. We can't force a tomato to grow out of the ground. You know? I mean, we, it's, it's, all, it's all about what we're willing to lay down. We're lay, willing to lay down our own sacrifices. We, we, I mean, unless we're willing to lay ourselves down, we're pretty much dead in the water. The church. I mean, yesterday I know I was preaching to you, but today I need to talk to you. It's, this is about mobilization, transformation that brings revelation, brings manifestation, and brings demonstration. We, I mean, we, we, we've gotten too far. We've gotten too, they got too many churches that they, they were they, they don't they don't believe in the move of God because. Um, well, because they, because everything's just a bunch of head knowledge. You got a people. It's not a bunch of head knowledge. They're, they think because they went. They, it's it's because they they they're trying too much to to logic it out, and they could and it didn't make sense to them, so they backed away from it. The Bible says, "Lean not on your own understanding." 
My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Basically, is basically the way it, what it is. We're not to lean on it. It doesn't make sense to us. It's not supposed to make sense to us, but it makes sense to him. I mean, we don't walk by. We don't walk. We we don't. We're not moved by what we see. We're not. We don't walk. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. I said we walk by faith and not by sight. We're not. We're not moved by what we see. We're moved by what we don't see. We know what we, when we know when God's doing something, and we put our trust in the Lord. It's one thing people forgot to do for their people. They forgot to trust in the Lord. So a lot of times people get discouraged from a move of God because something happened in their family, something happened with one of their kids, or something devastating happened where there, there was a change that I mean where 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 really shot rocked the family to the foundation, where they lost their their courage and they lost their their confidence about themselves. So they kind of stepped away from the things of God because they didn't like the furniture that was being moved around. Maybe that that had to happen to to bring light to that thing. Maybe maybe light needed to be brought to that that situation. And the pastor, instead of running with it, taking and pressing into the things of God, he backed off and tried a different route. There is no other route. The only route there is in the church is the Holy Spirit through the power of God being plugged in. Allow that manifestation of the Holy Spirit to come through you. It's not about how we live, it's about how we let him live through us and let him guide our life and let that let the Holy Spirit take control of it in us. This is about this is about letting the Holy Spirit stand in a total surrender. You know, just like this cup. I don't want to use I don't want to tip mine over full of tea. I don't want to take I don't want to splash it on me. This cup here holds approximately probably about fourteen ounces. Or can hold an eternal well. It's about what it, what you pour out of it. Thank you, Pastor Vernon. My pastor step my former past my founding pastor stepfather taught me this on here. This cup. It can hold either fourteen ounces. It can hold an eternal well. It's all about what you're willing to be poured out. I choose to be an eternal well, not just a cup. That that cup has to pour out and, and empty and refill, pour out, empty and refill. Pour. It's just like at the you, you know, water parks. They got this huge bucket that hangs up, that's hanging up on top. In that water, that they have like a little faucet thing up there, where it's about that big around, and it's just filling that bucket up slowly but surely. And the kids are all staying there waiting and waiting and waiting, and the and the anticipation grows and grows and grows. Finally, that bucket starts to tilt, and over, and, and, the, and the weight shifts over, and it dumps it back, and dumps it over, and it pours everything out, and drenches everything, and anybody that's there. That's the way the Holy Spirit moves. We've got to fill that bucket in heaven. Come to church to fill our buckets. Fill that bucket up there, and let it pour, so he can pour out. We pour out, we, he pours out, we pour out. He pours out, we pour out. That kind of thing. He pours out, we pour out. It's like a bucket brigade. That living water that, that saturates everyone. 
that comes and takes complete control to transform everyone's life, to bring that transformation knowledge of Jesus Christ into them and let that resurrection power come alive in them so they can so they can experience the things of God. Amen. That's what we come to church for, the, the importance of going to church. We've we've lost we've lost sight of what I mean this is it's time to break out. We've lost sight of what the real purpose of the church is. And it's time we get back into focus. It's time to break out, folks. Break out. Break out of that shell. Like an egg, like a chicken and egg, like I said. If it lives a day over its due date, that chick will die in there. And that's a total potential life wasted. And a playful food wasted, too, if you come to think about it. <laughs> but get back into the things of God, church. It's, a, it's about advancing and building the kingdom of God. That's why we go to church. It's not to build our social status with the pastor. That is about the most useless thing I've ever seen in my life. People got to be all about all the pastors they're in. Thinking they got to reach every waking moment with everything he does. Well, I got to eat dinner with him. I mean, if I don't eat dinner with him, I'm thinking, yeah, I ate dinner with my pastors. Pastor Rick, I ate dinner with him at a wedding. Pastor Josh, I ate dinner with him one day after we were doing blood relief. We sat down and we ate. And I was just sitting there wondering why people thought it was so, so glorious to eat dinner with the pastor. When I found out he ate, he didn't eat dinner any other different way than I did. Well, in actuality, he took his fork. You all want to know how what it, it's never it's it's never experiences what it's like. We're at the table, right? He sticks his he sticks his thing called a fork in his food. Takes this other thing in his hand called a knife. Cuts it. Takes a bite. Chews it. Swallows it. Gets a drink, takes his drink down, puts his fork in the food, cut it up, puts it in his mouth, and sits there and eats it. Then he takes his fork, puts another piece of food, and cuts it, and then does the same thing. Serious. I mean, you, you want to know what you mean, everybody? Time we get back to the basics. Strip away all the garbage. Get everything down back to where we, the way the church was actually founded, as it, as it was written in the Book of Acts. How the Book of Acts was written, of the early events that took place in the Book of Acts, from the day of Pentecost to the day that, that Paul said that. I mean, we're we're not. I don't know if it was Paul or Luke or Pete. What had whoever wrote it. Where, when they said when they when they in Acts chapter twenty two when they continue to work on the, uh, that's this is the work every bit of work here inside this book of Acts is the way the church today has must conduct itself. Not all these new pop culture fads are good. A lot of them are terrible because it gives a reality era mindset, reality reality TV mindset where everything's about being the being the most famous and being the most well-dressed and being, having, keeping up with this person, keeping up with that person. 
you know. God doesn't God God care less about our social life, so about about that so about that social life. He's talking about the life we lay down. He's more worried about the life we lay down. What what are we sell, what are we willing what are we waiting what are we willing to sell? Disciples, the twelve, the original twelve, they all sold their fishing boats. They all they all closed their businesses and laid it all down because they served Jesus. What are you willing to do? What's God telling you to do right now? And you're holding back because you're scared of you're scared of the negative circumstances. Get into the Word. Get in that book of Acts. That book of Acts is full of answers of what you're supposed, what a born again believer is supposed to do. It's about the works of the Holy Spirit. It's about being surrendered, being yielded, not being ruled by your flesh, not being ruled by what you see in your bank account, not being ruled by everything else, but the things of God. Amen? I mean, we, the church has really got to wake up. I mean, people in the church have really got, really need to, really need to get their stuff together. I mean, you have preacher fighting against preacher. They're in competition with this church across. Since when did this become a kind of competition? I'm telling you, from this broadcast of mine, it's not a competition. I'm in competition with no one. Pastor Gil Howard, Gil Howard Brown has his Facebook live cast. Pastor Larry Reese has got his. Basil's got his. Uh, Pastor Rodney has his. We're not. We're not. We're not in competition with, with each other. We're all helping each other. We all encourage each other. We all build each other up. Amen. This is what ministry is about. It's about encouraging one another, so we can bring more people in. Not just create a closed off thing. Well, this is not like the the Masonic. We're not the the Masons. We're not the Seventh Day Adventists, or the Church of God for for that matter, the Children of God for that matter. We're not the Mormons. We're not the Jehovah's Witness. We're 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 the blood bought Church of the Redeemed. Amen. We don't close off. There's no secret society here. So it's time to break the social code, the social circles, and destroy them. Help each other out. Talk to each other. Amen. Hope you all been helped. Because I have. I mean, I mean, whenever I'm preaching, I'm, I'm, I'm probably I'm by ninety percent, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I'm preaching to myself. All right, I'm going to get going. Jesus, I love you. Jesus loves you. Thank you for watching. See you tomorrow. This is a production of Saxbury International Revival Ministries. For more information on our ministry, go to revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com. Thank you, and God bless you richly. Letting this wind down. And
trying to get my actual 40 minute down here. Okay. 